0: Today's podcast, we have Marilyn Hickey, and Marilyn Hickey is just a hero of the faith. She's in her eighties, and Marilyn has been literally going after the supernatural and just teaching the word of God, discipleship, and harvest crusades since the I mean, since the 40s, since the late 40s, the early 50s. And I had the chance to meet Marilyn recently. She had actually her and her daughter read my book, Translating God, and they were really inspired by it, which really inspired me. It was a very humbling experience. And reached out to see if I'd be a guest on their show. And we just became fast friends. And Marilyn is such a mother, such a nurturer in the spirit. And she has such a supernatural tale to tell. And I just, when I started doing this podcast, I thought, I have to invite Marilyn on the show. I just have to hear some of her stories out of a story viewpoint because she's such a teacher. Many times she'll teach out of the stories, but just to hear them from a story viewpoint because not only is she you know, a woman in ministry in a lot of circles that don't have a lot of women in ministry, but she's also had a TV show, one of the more viewed TV shows in Christian television for decades. Plus she's been to over 130 nations and uh, crusades, especially middle East countries as a woman going to this country since the 1950s, you know, 1960s, and having the level of success she's had. I'm just astounded. So I'm so glad to have her on today. Let's get to the interview. Hey, today on our podcast, we have someone that basically needs no introduction. I know I just introduced her, but Marilyn Hickey, you are a hero of the faith. To I mean, I don't know who doesn't know you. And I grew up watching you teach and my parents cut their teeth on a lot of your on a lot of your teaching TV ministry. And uh, my mother-in-law used to call and get prayer all the time when she was a young Christian. And I just think like you've been so much a part of our family on both sides of our family. It's been amazing.
1: (laughs) Well, just a delight, you know, because you see how the word works in people's lives. And that's so important.
0: Totally. And it's interesting because we're living in a time right now where. There's so much going on that you could look at and be uh, frustrated or be have a have an empty perspective. But you, in your 80s, are running around to some of the most dangerous places on the earth and bringing the gospel. And I just watched your CBS interview where you went into <laughs> Pakistan. They went with you, and you're like they're calling you the mother of Pakistan. And it's not the news agency, it's not the Christians, it's the Muslim leaders. And this is crazy.
1: I agree. It is totally crazy. If you had prophesied this to me 15 years ago, I'd have said, you're crazy.
0: (laughs) I don't know. You probably would have believed it (laughs) knowing you. (laughs) Well, we, we met through your daughter, Sarah, and I was able to come out and be with you guys. And I just, you guys are so delightful off camera and behind the scenes. You had just got back from your, your Pakistan trip actually. And I just thought, I mean, you're everything behind the scenes you are on the, on the show. And you just have this heart to equip people, but also to still do it. Like you're still, you've traveled to, I mean, a hundred plus countries. You've, you've been going for it. You're not slowing down. No,
1: I just got back from Argentina and in December I go to Egypt. And in October I go to Russia and Armenia.
0: Oh my goodness. You're you're a machine. I love it. <laughs> well, we're on this podcast. We're exploring the prophetic, and and we're just talking about stories where people can relate to how God actually speaks, and it transforms a world. It's not fluffy words. He doesn't. He never says anything that doesn't have depth and meaning and weight to it. And so we're giving people a grid, and someone like you, who for years, I mean, you've you've always heard from God in different ways. And one of the things I love about you is you were hungry after you read my book. You called me and you are like, I'm hungry for this. I'm like, oh, you already do this. You're like, no, I need <laughs> another level, which is a picture that you're in your 80s. You've been in ministry for so many years and you're, and you're still hungry for another level of God speaking. But a lot of things started when you were younger. But one of the famous stories that I love is when you got called out by William Branham and it changed your life forever. Can you tell us that story?
1: Yes, I was 26 years old. And we were at a Voice of Healing campaign in Dallas, Texas. And uh, William Branham was speaking. And I remember it was so hot. We were out under a tent. Oh, wow. And about 5,000 people were there. And he called me out, shocked me no end, and had me come up on the platform and said, uh, You don't tell him what's wrong with you. He tells you. Yeah. So he said, You're not from here. You're from a wooded area. You're from Denver, Colorado. And, Sean, as I stood there, and I don't understand this, it was like a wheel within a wheel between us, low wow. on the ground. And I could hear it. it as it turned, it would go whoosh, whoosh. And I, this wow. is what I thought. This is the presence of God. And he said to me, uh, you can't have a baby. Go home and, and you're going to have a baby. And the wheel within a wheel came into my feet. Now my expectation was next year I'll have a baby, but it wasn't until ten years later. Oh my God! And the timing of God, because you know by that time I'm thirty-six. I'm not just real wild to have a baby, but I began <laughs> to have some changes, and so I went to a doctor. He said, "What do you think is wrong?" I said, "Well, I think I'm pregnant." So he examined me. He said, "No." you're not pregnant. You're going through the change. So I oh, went wow. home. I had some big changes and I had Sarah. So <laughs> then I had to go back to him for insurance. And he said, how are you? I said, well, I just had a baby. Oh, he said, you adopted. I said, no, I had a baby. He wow. said, that's impossible. I said, well, I did anyway.
0: <laughs> <So> <laughs> that's impossible.
1: I right? love how Jesus tells us all things are possible.
0: Absolutely. And I think, I mean, your life is an example of that just because you were one of the only women on television, you've been one of the only women in a lot of conversations for a lot of years, and God has led you so many times into places that you, would, you wouldn't you would be the most likely to be led into. And yet he's like, Marilyn's the one I'm choosing to do this because you're willing but I mean, he's been speaking to you all along and it's been changing your life. But tell me about the recent, I know recently you've been giving uh, words of knowledge ago. <laughs> well, so because you, about... ins-
1: <laughs> you inspired me with your book, interpreting God. Yeah. And then of course you inspired me when you were here. So recently I was coming back from San Bernardino. I'm sitting by this woman, you know, on the plane and you know how that is. They can't get out <laughs> <They're> there. <laughs> so I said, Lord, You know, I'd like to talk to her, but I don't I don't want to wipe her out or turn her off. And she had a little poodle at her feet in a little uh, bag like. So I said to her, that little poodle is so good, isn't he? And she said, yes, he really is. I said, you know, while I was sitting here, I just want you to know that God talked to me about you. And she raised her eyebrows like, who are you? And I said, do you have a relative named Eugene? Now, frankly, Sean, I was scared. Come on! What if she she says no? She said, well, I do. He's my favorite uncle. And I got to talk to her and gave her the sinner's prayer. Yes. So you really encouraged me.
0: Well, you really encouraged me. I think it's interesting because, like, you know, just thinking about some of the stories you've told me and and even be able to hear you over the years— I think the prophetic in your life, obviously with that story about Sarah it has been a game changer and that you have, you prophesied for years and you've moved into the supernatural and healing and you've had a heart for souls for, you know, decades, more than most of us have been alive, but there's something about the faithfulness of like how you've gone after the prophetic and how it's defined you. And even I was reading one of your stories about uh, when you prophesied over Marcus and Joni Lamb from Dave Star Network. I mean, that's, that's crazy. Like that, that was a crazy story. Can you tell us that one?
1: Yes, uh, I was invited to speak, you know, at Christ for the Nations, and they were there. And they said they had one station, and the Lord gave me a word for them. And I said, you will never have one station. You will be totally around the world. You'll have many stations. So, you know, that's so encouraging. I love Marcus and Joni. Of course, I'm on their network. But encouraging that you walk out in faith is kind of scary. But you trust God, yeah. and he's faithful. And what if you miss it? I missed it the other day, Sean. I'm in a restaurant. Oh, wow. So I said to the waitress, uh, do you have a relative named Marianne? No, she said, I don't. <laughs> I said, do you know anyone named Marianne? No, not really. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> I, I don't believe in giving up. I want to be more sensitive than ever before to hear the voice of God
0: i agree i mean i i have one of my iconic stories where i go up to a guy at a coffee shop and say hey do you have a cousin or brother named steven and he says you know no and i got so it was when i was really first trying the words of knowledge specifically and i got so discouraged i started walking away and then i felt embarrassed and i i don't know why i felt so so much performance but i just did. And I was like, no, you know, God, I know you're pleased with me for even trying. And he goes, hey, wait, how come you asked me that? And I thought, I'm just going to be really vulnerable and honest with my answer. I said, I know this sounds kind of weird, but I'm a Christian and I believe that God can speak to us and I'm practicing learning how to hear his voice. And he goes, I have waited my whole life for someone who believes in that to talk to. Do you have a few minutes to sit down and talk to me about it? And he got saved through a wrong word uh, of knowledge, you know, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of thing uh, where you just never know. It's not about the the gift. It's not about the fruit. It's about the love. It's about, you know, it's about just being present with people and loving on I mean, them. And I love how wrong word of knowledge opened up a door for a salvation, but really for, I mean, he got, he was going to a church for a while. He moved up to Vancouver recently, but it changed his life night and day. And all I had to do was be faithful with a little that I thought I had.
1: This is what I say. God is very economical. He doesn't waste anything, not even your mistakes. <laughs> he uses it Absolutely. all. We trust That is him. so
0: good. <laughs> that is so good. Well, can you think of any other stories that, because uh, I know you have many, where God spoke to you and walking it out actually brought about something like like the Sarah story, brought about something that changed your life or changed the world around you?
1: Well, Daisy and Teal Osborne, who were world evangelists, you know, in my early 20s, oh, yeah. uh, we went to a meeting and sowed a seed, had a little church. So it was quite, you know, it was a really sacrifice. So then I wanted to meet them because I so admired them. And I was in Tulsa. I had just started on radio. And I asked them if they would have lunch with me. And they said, yes, they would. Wow. And I walked into the restaurant and Daisy said, uh, you're going to go to leaders of nations, and you're, you will be a world evangelist. Now, this is what I thought. Daisy and wow. crazy rhyme. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have children. We have a church. I have a husband. But those are the things that have happened in my life. I have been now in 136 countries, and we're going to have a big healing meeting. In fact, two cities in Egypt in December. So I'm really excited. Wow. But that started, you know, with that special word and sowing in her life. How long did it sure. how
0: long between that word and actually starting to see the fruit of that did it take?
1: Well, it wasn't very long because uh wow. Anwar Sadat had been shot and we wanted to do something in Egypt. So I was raising money for Bibles in Arabic and just had a concern for Egypt. So, wow. uh, our consultants said, well, uh, maybe you'd like to go and do live satellite into 29 cities in the United States. So, uh-huh. I said, yes, I'd like to do that. So, I went, and you had to do 5000 for the government, and then we went to the television studio, and we had to have a very knowledgeable man, not necessarily a Christian, to come from the States to help us. So, I gave the $5,000 first to the government. Then the man comes from the States and said, uh, don't give the money to the government first. I said, I'm sorry. I already did. He said, how could you be so stupid? Now they won't do it. I said, I believe God helps stupid people. I believe they'll do it. (laughs) So I had uh, a man I was to deliver the recorded New Testament to named Nishat Kamel. So I called him and said, You know, I have this for you. And so he said, What are you doing here? And I told him, He said, Well, don't give the money to the government first, but don't tell anybody I told you that. Wow. I said, Well, Nashat, I have already done it. He said, How could you be so stupid? So, you know, in the mouth of two oh, no. witnesses, but I stayed in faith. <laughs> and so I said, Nashat, I believe it will happen. So he said, Well, I know the widow of Mrs. of Anwar Sadat would you like mm. to meet her? Well, of course, as a Pope of Catholic, yes. So I went exactly. to her home and she said to me, you know, what are you doing? And I'm telling her, she said, well, don't ever tell that I told you this, but don't give the money to the government first. Oh, I said, no. Mrs. Sadat, I've already done it. She said, girl, how could you be so stupid? She said, Oh my God. Oh, that's terrible. But she said, I'll help you. And she made one call and we did it. <laughs> so that's wow. how I started with the nations
0: being stupid. Oh, I love that. It's just so, <laughs> it so puts God on display. How cool is that? (laughs) Well, we're talking today about Exploring the Prophetic on Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. And my guest today was Marilyn Hickey. And you can, of course, find Marilyn on the Marilyn and Sarah Show. But give us your web address, your best link, so we can have our listeners go and find you.
1: Okay. It's uh, MarilynandSarah.org.
0: Awesome. And one of my favorite things that I've seen from you, Marilyn... I'm not sure. Tell me uh, where this interview came from, but you share your life story and it's just very personal. It's you. It feels like more of like a living room set and you're sharing. Is that on your own YouTube station? That's
1: on our website. Yeah. They can get it. Yeah, it's that's beautiful. a five-minute so,
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I am going to encourage you to watch this because it's going to just give you a heart for the spiritual mother and also to uh, follow her ministry, watch their show, support their ministry and the, the missions, the nations that they're doing, because it's absolutely radical. Thanks so much, Marilyn, for being on the podcast today.
1: Thank you, Sean. It's a delight to be with you.
0: Thank you for joining us today on Exploring the Prophetic. I'm your host, Sean Bulls, and I want to encourage you to continue the conversation with us. Go to our website, www.bullsministries.com. Also, let's continue the conversation together at our Facebook page. And if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe to it. Join me next time where we explore the prophetic together.